Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri we continue on page 192 the battle of Banu Quraida on his return from the battle of the trench as the prophet peace be upon him prepared to take a bath in the apartment of Umm Salama Jibril came to him He informed the prophet peace be upon him that he and other angels were being sent to terrify Banu Quraida and inflict havoc on their fortresses. Following Jibril's news, the prophet sent out an announcement that everyone who followed him was to perform the Asr prayer at Banu Quraida. It was time for the Muslims to witness an act of divine intervention and draw comfort from it. The prophet entrusted the affairs of the state to Ibn Umm Maktoum and sent out an advance party under Ali radhiyallahu an. Banu Quraida spotted the approaching Muslims and began hurling abuses at the Prophet peace be upon him. The rest of the Muslims also made quick preparations to join the vanguard but were delayed by the advent of Asr. They halted for prayer and were late in reaching Banu Quraida. The Prophet peace be upon him set out accompanied by the Muhajirin and the Ansar and halted at Ana, a famous well of Banu Quraida. As it happened, even before the Muslim forces got there, Allah cast terror into the hearts of Banu Quraida. They shut themselves in their castles, too terrified to confront the Muslim warriors who arrived to lay siege. The Jews sent word to the Prophet peace be upon him that they wished to consult with Abu Lababa, who was then sent there as chief negotiator. Seeing him approach, the men rushed towards him while their women and children began to weep bitterly. Their tears and lamentations moved Abu Lababa deeply. They said to him, "Do you think it desirable that we submit to Muhammad?" "Yes," replied Abu Lababa, and then he pointed to his throat, indicating that all of them would be put to death. Instantly, it occurred to him that he had betrayed Allah and his messenger by giving the enemy information through his gesture. He hastened back went straight to the prophet's mosque and tied himself to one of the pillars vowing that the prophet peace be upon him alone would unfasten him when the prophet peace be upon him heard what abu lababa had done he remarked had he come to me i would have invoked allah's forgiveness upon him since he has imprisoned himself of his own volition i will leave him in the same state until allah almighty decides his fate the long siege disheartened banu quraida 25 days passed and they finally surrendered to the prophet peace be upon him he imprisoned the men and kept the women separate the people of aus asked him to show mercy to the old allies just as he had done with banu kunuka wisely the prophet peace be upon him avoided putting himself in the position of sole arbitrator of the captives fates he asked the people of aus would you let an arbitrator from amongst you decide they nodded and to their pleasure the prophet appointed their chief sa'id bin muaid judge the wound sa'id had received in the battle of the trench had left him confined to medina he was summoned to the muslim camp and as he rode up the prophet peace be upon him said to the people rise up to help him obediently the people rose and advanced to help sa'id they mulled around him clamoring sa'id treat your allies kindly sa'id did not reply when the people grew insistent with the pleas he said This is the time when Sa'id cares least about the reproaches of those who reproach Allah Almighty. Sa'id's words were an emphatic rejection of the people's requests. They knew then 
that no leniency was to be expected, and some people returned to Medina and announced the demise of the captives. When Sa'ad dismounted, and he was told that Banu Qurayda had declared their willingness to accept his verdict, he pronounced his judgment. The men were to be killed, the women and children be taken captive, and the property to be divided among the Muslim community. The Prophet remarked, the judgment you have passed on them was passed by Allah Almighty in the seven heavens. This judgment is also in accordance with the law of the Jews. In fact, it shows more compassion than is found in Jewish law. Following Sa'id's decision, Banu Qurayda were brought to Medina. They were confined in the house of a woman of Banu Najjar, the daughter of Harith. Pits were dug in the marketplace of Medina, and the prisoners were brought in groups and beheaded in these pits. Some sources put their number at 400, while others place it between 6 and 700. Only one woman was put to death. She had thrown a hand mill at Halad bin Suwaid and killed him. Along with him, Huyay bin Ahtab, the chieftain of Banu Nadir, was also killed. He was one of those 20 chieftains of the Jews who had orchestrated the alliance between the Quraysh and Banu Hadvan. He, it was, who had swayed Banu Qurayda to break the pact with the Muslims, pledging them his support and saying he was ready to share their fate. He remained with them during the siege and the subsequent surrender and was finally put to death with them. Some individuals of Banu Qurayda had embraced Islam before the surrender and escaped punishment. The booty amounted to 1,500 swords, 300 coats of mail, 2,000 lances, 500 shields, and a large number of goods, vessels, and livestock. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then kept one-fifth of the date palms and the captives, and he divided the rest of the booty among the soldiers. The foot soldiers got one part, and the cavaliers received three parts of the whole, one portion for the soldier and two for his horse. Prisoners were sent to Najad and arms brought in lieu of them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, chose Rehana bin Zaid bin Amr bin Hanafa for himself. It is said that he married her after setting her free. She died at the Prophet's farewell hajj. When the Muslims did away with Banu Qurayda, the prayer of Sa'ad bin Mu'ad, the righteous servant of Allah, was answered. He lay in a tent by the Prophet's mosque so that the Prophet could visit him and inquire about his health. One day a she-goat leapt on him and caused his wound to bleed again. Sa'ad succumbed to his injury. It is said that angels lifted his coffin. Abu Lubaba, who had imprisoned himself in the Prophet's mosque for his hint to Banu Qurayda about their fate, had spent six nights tied to a pillar. His wife would unfasten him at prayer time, and afterwards he would again tie himself to the pillar. Then a verse regarding Abu Lababa was revealed to the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was at Umm Salama's house. Allah revealed he had forgiven Abu Lababa. People rushed to Abu Lababa with the good news and tried to untie him, but he refused to be unbound, saying that none but the Prophet would do it. The Prophet unfastened him when he came out to offer Fajr prayer, and events came to a close. After the battle of Banu Qurayda, the Prophet, peace be upon him, led a number of expeditions to consolidate the peace he had won. Some of his important military excursions are described in the following section. And that we will continue in the next book reading, inshallah.
And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. If you'd like to listen to this and other podcasts on this book reading, please go to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.